Making a difference. Brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight. Brought to you by Pfizer. Early start. Brought to you by Pfizer. Friday night on Aaron Burnett out front. Brought to you by Pfizer. This week with George Stephanopoulos is brought to you by Pfizer. This letter report brought to you by Pfizer. Today's countdown to the royal wedding is brought to you by Pfizer. And now a CBS Sports update brought to you by Pfizer. Meet the press. Data download. Brought to you by Pfizer. This portion of CBS This Morning sponsored by Pfizer. On how to find the hidden sugars in the American family diet. Sponsored by Pfizer. All right, what's up, everybody? Good afternoon. Casey Hendrickson here. Hopefully this is working okay because I'm using a new system today. Uh, and I'm using uh, Prism Live Studio. And I've heard of it before, never actually used it. And it looks like they're giving me a couple of different um, custom uh, RMTP locations for free. So we're going to give that a go and see if that works a little bit better than the one that we tried yesterday. I want to thank all of you for joining us. Again, we are in the SilverFoxArt.com studios. Got to rotate my artwork out, but that's my logo that was made by SilverFoxArt.com. And you can get anything made. I mean, logo. Uh, if you're a restaurant, a bar, a club, VFW post, if you're just a fan of a sports team, or if you even want family photos or photos of pets, full color, they're printed on wood. They're three-dimensional. They're, they're cut out. They have backlighting on them, including RGB lighting options that are available. Fantastic company to work for, work with, I should say. Go to silverfoxart.com and follow them for their latest projects on Instagram. Instagram at silver.fox.art. All right, let's, let's get going here. we got some COVID stuff to get into. Uh, real quick, though, let me just except my own cookies. Uh, this is uh, my current website. Of course, new website will be launching soon, and you still go here. It'll forward you to the new one and that sort of thing. So anyway, this is the story that we're going to be discussing more today on the radio show. Uh, breaking news in our community. This happened, again, yesterday at the Penn Harris Madison School Board. Uh, they arrested a parent at the school board last night. This just so happens to be the exact same parent that pointed out that the superintendent advisory council was breaking the law. Yeah. So this guy exposed that. He gets arrested at the meeting last night. We will discuss that a lot more on the radio show today. Uh, it looks like he's actually going to be a guest on the show today, this afternoon at three o'clock. So we're working that out right now. All right, let's, uh, let's head over to just facts daily. This is a fantastic website. I have been, they're blowing up now, but, I was telling you about Just Facts the week that they launched because their first series of articles were so good, so well-sourced, that it was it was imperative that my audience knew about them. Uh, so they instantly became a, a source of reference for the show. I've beaten them to a couple of things. They've beaten me to a couple of things. But regardless, even the things that I've beaten them to, when they got to the, uh, the particular topic their sourcing and their work was so much more than I'm able to do for my radio show. So it just fantastic, fantastic website, justfactsdaily.com. So professors and the media are touting a powerful COVID killing technology. Ah, okay. Let's see what this COVID killing technology is. Shall we? All right. Near the top of its homepage, New York Times has published an essay by three professors about a highly effective technology to prevent the spread of COVID-19 in high-risk environments. Friendly reminder, for since we're on YouTube today, because YouTube loves censoring me, this is in the New York Times, okay? I know that 
they they don't care where I source my information from because every time Facebook and we'll get into Facebook here in a minute. Every time Facebook and Twitter and everybody else um, looks at stuff that I post from the NIH's website or the CDC's website, the WHO's website, they still take it down. But when it's from a left-wing publication, the gray lady herself, I think that they might leave this up, but I don't know. They'll probably take it down for the other stuff that I get into a little bit later on today. Uh, But nonetheless, since we are simulcasting on YouTube and Rumble. Rumble's my primary channel. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the Rumble channel. Uh, the link is in the description. But this is this is important just because I know that YouTube loves to censor people. This is in the New York Times. They published an essay by three professors about a highly effective technology to prevent the spread of COVID-19 in high-risk environments, such as nursing homes and places that are prone to super spreader events, Right. Now, based on more than 500 hours of research, the Institute Just Facts Facts identified the same technology in September of 2021 and promoted it to scholars, public officials, journalists, and commentators. However, most of them ignored the the research while big tech suppressed it, thus costing countless lives. So that was in September of 2021. Okay, it was about six months ago. A little bit more than that. The technology called ultraviolet air disinfection has been proven to stop the spread of contagious respiratory disease in settings like schools and hospitals for more than 80 years. Now, this is critical because that 80-year bit is 100% true. We're going to get into that. And I'm going to go back to 2020 when I told you about something when I was still doing Casey's Quarantine Corner, uh, which was considered a conspiracy theory. It involves the exact same technology. We'll get to that here in a little bit. It is so effective that when it was used in a wing of the California VA hospital during the Asian influenza epidemic of 1958, not a single patient caught the disease. In contrast, the epidemic struck with over struck the other wing of the same hospital with explosive force producing a severe prostrating illness among 19% of the patients. So UV technology works really well. Of course, from the very beginning, people were pointing out, hey, hey, UVs are going to kill COVID. And what did many places, particularly places like Australia do? Don't go outside and get any UVs. Yeah, genius. The professors who wrote the Times essay were well qualified to analyze this issue as they specialize in environmental health and how to prevent the airborne transmission of diseases like COVID. So here's who we got. We got Donald Milton, professor of environmental and occupational health at the University of Maryland School of Public Health. Edward Nardell, a professor of medicine at Harvard Medical School. And David Michaels, a professor of environmental and occupational health at George Washington University and a former OSHA official. Well-qualified individuals. Then again, that hasn't meant anything because well-qualified individuals have been going against the grain of the experts from the very beginning of this thing, and they've been silenced and ostracized. So the scholars emphasize that ultraviolet air disinfection can end large super spreader events and make public events and dining safer for everyone and then finish their essay by asking, what are we waiting for? That is a damn good question. What exactly are we waiting for? You know, one of the reasons that the airlines have been pushing for getting rid of the mask mandates on on the airplanes is because they have this filtration technology in the air system of the airplane and it kills COVID and almost nobody's gotten infected on an airplane since the beginning of the pandemic so now they go into how it works okay so ultraviolet light is an invisible part of the energy spectrum emitted by the sun it can also be generated by lamps 
Multiple studies have found, they link to it, of course, multiple studies have found that it is proficient in killing airborne microbes, thus preventing the spread of contagious respiratory disease. Yes. Okay. Now they go through, again, more studies, more studies, more studies. Um, good question. Why the government has missed it for so long? Excellent question there. Uh, anyway, just, you know, gets in all this. There is a cover-up on all of this. And I'm not going to go into everything here, but, I, you know, I'm going to go into some of this. So you need to read this entire thing. When Just Facts puts an article together, it is extremely well-researched and extremely well-sourced, and you're going to have to use your brain, okay? So the cover-up. After more than a year of downplaying and denying the threat of aerosol transmission, the CDC and WHO changed their websites in the spring of 2021 to admit that aerosols play a major role in the spread of COVID-19. In fact, they're the primary spread of COVID-19. I'll get to that here in a second. But instead of announcing that they were mistaken about this life or death matter, they silently altered their web pages on how COVID spreads. The CDC also deleted a statement that exposed the fatal consequences of their fecklessness. This cover-up has allowed countless preventable deaths to continue to the present day. And you've heard me say multiple times on the show, when COVID is all said and done, and it usually takes, you know, two to three years or so for us to start getting real information about what actually happened during a major health event. That's just typically how it goes. Um, if you go back and you look at some of the major outbreaks that have happened, usually between two and three years later is when you start actually getting the truth of what really went on. Uh, and then in a lot of those cases, particularly in the, the last swine flu scare, um, we ended up getting the World Health Organization admitting that they kind of overplayed everything and they overestimated it and it really wasn't that big of a deal because it wasn't that big of a deal. That's the truth. So when we look at uh, when we look at this stuff, um, it is important to note that when we go back to the very beginning, COVID has always been spread through the air. Okay, It's not been spread through droplets or anything like that. Now, there was concern because of the type of virus it was, that it was spread through droplets. And it made sense to wear cloth masks. It made sense to wear surgical masks when we thought that. However, we knew very early on that while COVID could be spread through droplets, it almost never was. It was clearly being spread through the air. There was a study that I talked about very early on in my show. They took two identical rooms and they would put people who are asymptomatic and then they would put people who are symptomatic into those rooms. And they had, I think it was 119 surfaces that they had logged in their, their charts. Okay, So they put them in there for several days. People who are symptomatic infected almost every surface of the room. Plus, they infected the air because it's an aerosol. And for those of you who don't know, aerosols can stay airborne for days, weeks, months, sometimes indefinitely, given the right conditions. Now... The asymptomatic people only infected like two or three of the surfaces with COVID. So early on, they were talking about putting UV technology in grocery stores because people still had to go to the grocery store. They still had to get their supplies, but they were worried about the spread of COVID. And so what they were going to do is they were going to put UV technology in the grocery stores, particularly like the frozen food section and things of that nature. So everything was going to be sanitized, which for the record is probably not a bad idea going forward anyway. But they were going to do this so that everything would be sanitized. So when you went to the store, the likelihood of you spreading or catching COVID when you went to the grocery store was going to be minimal. Okay, uh, That never happened, but they were seriously considering doing that. And we'll get into some of that research here in just a second. That was 2020. That's not 2021, it's 2020. Now, this is a specific version 
of this UV technology that Just the Facts is talking about. But the, the part that I wanted to focus on here is that UV light has been well known for about a century to kill these types of viruses. It was considered early on in the pandemic to be used on a wide scale in our society to help prevent the spread of COVID. It never was allowing COVID to continue to be spread because they wouldn't admit that it was airborne. But that still doesn't make sense because the UV lights kill the airborne particles. That's one of the reasons that sunlight is a disinfector, okay? So when you keep people inside, which is where they're most likely to get infected, you're actually forcing people into a, a state where they are more likely to get sick, more likely to die, when you could have simply allowed people to open their windows, to go outside, where the virus doesn't thrive and it doesn't do very well in an open environment. We've seen this throughout the entire pandemic, but we knew this early on. We knew this at, I'm going to be generous and say the middle of 2020, which is about six months into this thing, okay? So we knew that. And of course, we know that from previous research and that sort of thing. I'd also like to remind everybody that the CDC did finally break with the WHO and say, all right, this, you know, this virus is spread through the air. And the World Health Organization had them pull it down that day in less than, you know, it was less than 12, 13 hours, something like that. The CDC actually pulled that off of their website and they rewrote it because the World Health Organization called them. We covered that on the show. They called them and said, we don't want you to say that this is spread through the air, that this is an aerosol. Now, I, I hypothesized correctly at the time that the reason the WHO wanted to do that is the WHO was still pushing cloth masking. Now, cloth masks surgical masks, any of those masks do not work against aerosols. That is an absolute demonstrable scientific fact, period. End of story. It is not up for debate. There exists no research that shows otherwise. There exists a mountain of research that shows that aerosols will infect you no matter what mask you have on. You need an actual respirator, not an N95 respirator, which is a fancy name of calling their mask. It's not a respirator. I'm talking about a sealed respirator with carbon filters, okay? If you don't have that, you're going to get an airborne virus. Doesn't matter what you do, okay? Now, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. That's fine, okay? I know that uh, I did this more than anybody in the country. I know that I covered this more than anybody in the country, and I know I was ahead of everybody in the country on this. My audience knows that. Many of you who are new listening to this, you don't know that. You probably just think I'm bloviating, okay? But you can go back in the archives and clearly see this. But the point is that this is UV technology, so this very specific UV technology was being pushed by just just the facts, and, and we've been talking about this, just not just the facts, just facts daily. Um, just the facts is a totally different website. But they were pushing this and they were actually sending this research to numerous people trying to get anybody to listen to them. Now that was in September of 2021. Okay, let's go back to April 24th, 2020. This is me. This is what I'm doing, Casey's Quarantine Corner, I'm at home. I'm isolated. Okay. <laughs> but before I was even isolated, and I was isolated before there was any lockdowns. This is before I was isolated. I was telling you, because I started covering this virus before anybody else did. Um, there is this technology out there that you all need to be aware of that could help. So again, this is April, right? So this is basically, you know, four months after this hits the United States. Well, no, not even. This is the this is a month after it really hit the United States hard, okay? But it's about four months after we started seeing it in Western, you know, the Western world, because remember the outbreak was 
officially acknowledged in December 19th of, of, uh, of it was December 19th, 2019, December 17th, middle of December in 2019. And we started covering it and like, this looks bad. Pay attention to this. Um, and, you know, a couple of weeks later, we went to daily coverage of it before anybody else did. So we, we had really early information that could have saved a lot of people. That's the point. And because media personalities and public health officials and politicians all decided not to save lives, we've had millions of deaths since. I'm waiting for the lawsuits to start. Not all of this is masking. Not all of this is ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and other treatments. And not all of it is, you know, vaccines and and things like that and the side effects of those vaccines. Not all of this is putting sick people into nursing homes like Gretchen Whitmer did and and other uh, governors did. But a lot of this is we had technology that could have helped massive populations at a time. And we chose not to do it, even though we had the information. So anyway, this is this is me in April of 2020. Okay, just listen to this. Um, He's from DHS. Ah, crying out loud. Bill Bryan, he's the Undersecretary uh, for Science and Technology at the Department of Homeland Security, okay? So Bill Bryan is coming out there, and he's talking about some of the things that I've told you about before, such as um, the heat, the moisture, things like that, which have been around since the very beginnings of the virus, that these may be things that kill it. Uh, And they get into the UV light. Now, I've been telling you for weeks about Dr. Brenner's research on this, this special band of UV light that kills the virus. So for weeks, I have been talking about this. Now, this is April 24th of 2020. Remember, the virus really went into an outbreak in March of 2020 in the United States. It had been in Europe and Italy and obviously China before then. So this is extremely early in the pandemic. And for weeks, basically since the beginning of the outbreak in the U.S., I've been telling you about Dr. Brenner's work. I had fights on Twitter when I was still on Twitter with journalists about because they were attacking Donald Trump over UV light stuff and Trump was talking about UV light and they were attacking about him like this has been around for for a century what are you talking about this is known to be effective and here's Dr. Brenner's work on it and they won't listen they wouldn't but I want you to understand something that they claimed was a conspiracy theory they're now admitting all of these years later is effective and we're waiting too long to implement this thing in our society you realize they're only admitting it now that COVID isn't an existential threat this is at the beginning of the pandemic that i'm talking about it the very beginning how many lives would have been saved if they had listened to dr brenner or people like me in the media who are actually talking about this at the very beginning of the pandemic how many more people would be alive today And I've got a bunch of members of the press who are pretending that doctors have dismissed this. The BBC actually said that doctors have dismissed the UV light thing. No, they haven't. Not only have they not dismissed it, they've embraced it as a new potential treatment alternative. And there is now Cedar sinai is working with the federal government to help develop this technology further. But this is all research based on Dr. Brenner. And Dr. Brenner has been very vocal about this over the past several weeks. He's presented his research. It appears to be valid, at least in the early stages, and we're hoping that it it can develop further. I was still in the I was still in the radio station. This is before I got sick. So this is before I even went into isolation. I told you about Dr. Brenner's work. So it's been over a month, okay? 
at a bare minimum, it has been over a month since I told you about his UV light research. And you got members of the press pretending that doctors are dismissing it. No, they're not. If they are, they, they're really behind. Okay. So based on my live stream from Casey's Quarantine Corner, going back on April 24th of 2020, we had at least been talking about this for a month. Okay. And I remember having a con well, not conference, uh, telling Aaron Ruper, of course, who's an idiot, hey, um, this UV stuff is not a conspiracy theory. It hasn't been dismissed. BBC saying that and me tagging that. No, it hasn't. Here's Dr. Brenner's work. And here we have three individuals of high esteem in the New York Times saying, hey, this UV stuff, we should probably start doing it. What's taking us so long? I mean, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back here because it wasn't my research. And I know that I wasn't 100% alone. I was certainly the earliest, most vocal person out there kind of highlighting, hey, this UV stuff is very, very real. And yet, it's taken all of this time. It's two years now. Over two years, folks. Over two years for people and the news media to acknowledge that the UV treatments are effective and could have saved tons of lives. Two years for that. And there would have been no harm, no harm in pursuing UV light treatments and sanitation efforts early on. There have been no harms to any human beings. All of this time, the conspiracy theory of UV light attacking Trump because he mentioned UV light in his press conferences and everything else. And that's really the reason this happened. He mentioned it in his press conferences. He mentioned UV light treatments. And they're like, oh, that's, a, that's bull crap. It's not bull crap. It is a well-established scientific field. It has been used in medicine for a century. We've got studies going back decades proving its worth, proving its effectiveness. And we knew early on that it would be effective against COVID. And we had, you know, Dr. Brenner out there. Hey, we can we can make this portable and compact, and we could put this everywhere. The systems that are being installed in businesses right now that sanitize the air so that way you don't have massive outbreaks in your office anymore. Guess what they use? UV filtration. That's what they use. So we have in this building here. All of this stuff, like <laughs> What is what is going on? Two years they ignored it, pretended it was a conspiracy theory. And now they're openly acknowledging it and saying, hey, what are we waiting for? Yeah, that's a, that's a question that is two years too late. What are we waiting for? This technology was always available. You just saw me on April 24th of 2020 talking about it. And I had been talking about it for at least a month at that time. Again, the outbreak hit the United States in March of 2020. Now, this brings me to something else. There's a global warning, not warming, warning about liver infections. Okay. Well, we already know a potential cause for the liver infections. And I was watching Fox News the other day, and it's like the latest theory is, oh, the lockdowns may have caused this because people didn't go outside. No, that's not it, okay? It's not it. 
It's not the lockdowns. I'm not saying that that can't have an effect. We've got three studies from last year, which two directly tie this exact same liver infection that is being exploited by the exact same common cold virus to the Pfizer vaccine. And we've got another one saying it's definitely plausible from 2021. So I posted about these three studies, okay? Imagine posting about three studies that you can see on NIH.gov right now and having this pop up. Facebook won't let me pass the page where I tell them that I disagree, probably because they don't want me to link directly to the studies. Everything in my post is 100% accurate. Okay? So this was the post. July 2021 study. Yo, Pfizer vaccine is causing liver infections. October study. Looks possible. December study. Yep. Definitely causing hepatitis to the liver by allowing common cold virus to exploit the immune system. That was a violation of their misinformation guidelines, right? Okay. So then you get this little thing. Your post against goes against community standards, whatever. Okay. You go to the next thing. I disagree with the decision. Went to the next page. I think community standards should allow posts like mine. I tried that. It would not continue. I tried everything else here would not continue it wouldn't allow so i just closed it out and like okay i'm just gonna go about my day until they come back to this which they then did they came back to it so now they wouldn't even let me dispute it okay so they wouldn't let me get further in the disputing process because they didn't want me to link directly to the nih's website because if i link directly to the nih's website they know they're in trouble so what they do is they they just take away the option to dispute it so now all i can do is accept their decision, which I didn't, okay? Then it got to this. Now they're trying to hit me with multiple violations for the exact same post. There's two warnings for April 23rd, okay? Two of them. I open both of them up, and they are for the exact same post. (laughs) So they're trying to hit me with two violations for one post for the exact same thing now, all right? So what I decided to do is, you know what? I'm just going to post the screenshots from the studies then. Since Facebook doesn't want me to just meme my own my own previous post. All right, here we go. Here's what it says. This is from a study on NIH.gov. Okay? This is July. All right? 2021. This is a link to the direct study. I don't know if you guys can see that well enough on the, uh, the live stream or not. Okay? But the study in July of 2021, drug-induced liver injury after COVID-19 vaccine. This is on the government's website, okay? Fauci works with the NIH, okay? Francis Collins, who retired, ran the NIH, okay? This is the federal government. This is where this study exists. Given that all workup for infection, autoimmune disease, and any obstruction came back negative, the patient's clinical picture and laboratory findings were attributed as a liver injury due to the COVID-19 vaccine. Okay? Next. Although it is a rare it is rare with vaccination, the COVID-19 vaccine is likely the cause of hepatoxicity, excuse me, in our patient based on a diagnosis of exclusion. Okay, here's the conclusions of that same study. In summary, we presented a case of liver injury after the COVID-19 vaccine. We attributed the cause of liver injury to the COVID-19 vaccine, given no other cause in our patient after extensive workup. 
there are reports of drug-induced liver injury and abnormal liver function analysis from the spontaneous reports from patients who received Pfizer, BioNTech, COVID-19 vaccines in the United Kingdom. The purpose of this manuscript is to raise awareness of potential side effects. And then they go and they tell you, still get vaccinated anyway, because it's not really that big of a deal. It doesn't happen all that much. Now, you should understand that this type of an infection is commonplace with vaccinations who get pulled off of the market. So this is a this is a risk of many vaccinations. And when it becomes a big enough problem, they actually pull the vaccine off of the market. They reformulate it. Okay, this is July of 2021. Now, the World Health Organization and the CDC are running around right now. going, We don't know what's causing these liver infections. July 2021, that patient was in their 60s. All right, let's fast forward, shall we? Okay, this is a study from Saudi Arabia, December of 2021. This is about a 14-year-old girl. All right. Drug-induced hepatoxicity is an extremely rare side effect of these vaccines with few reported instances. In this case report, we describe a patient who experienced hepatoxicity after receiving the COVID-19 vaccine from Pfizer. Where is this published? In Curious. Curious is a medical journal where most of these things end up getting published. Oh, isn't that interesting? So I link directly to the case uh, right here, a case of hepatoxicity after receiving COVID-19 vaccination. All right, cool. Let's move on in the study. 14-year-old female, not known to have any chronic illness, got the second dose of the Pfizer vaccine. Next thing you know, they've got liver issues. Okay, they go through the whole thing of it, you know, admitting her into the hospital and the tests that they did, which you don't need to hear. That's why I didn't highlight them. Here's the conclusion for that. This is a case of hepatoxicity in a 14-year-old patient that occurred after receiving the second dose of the Pfizer vaccine. The exhaustive clinical and laboratory evaluation failed to establish any other plausible okay, ideology besides the vaccine. The purpose of this report is to raise awareness of the uncommon but potentially life-threatening side effect. So you've got two studies, July and December 2021, from two different countries, two different age brackets, both linking the Pfizer vaccine to this exact same liver infection, the exact same cold virus, okay? It was the July study, which specifically linked to that cold virus. The exact same cold virus that they're now telling you, the World Health Organization, the CDC, and the news media, they're now telling you is exploiting your immune system. What does the Pfizer vaccine do? Jacks with your immune system. Get it? All right, here's another study. From October of 2021, in the conclusions here, this is a PDF document, so I had to link directly to the PDF document. I couldn't just take screenshots, stuff like that. Um, in summary, based on the observations so far of patients with a history of COVID-19, co- uh, coexisting liver injuries are usually mild, do not require special treatment. In cases of severe hepatic injury reported in the literature, underlying liver disease or ischemic hepatitis is most likely to be present. It cannot be ruled out that the drugs used may influence the degree of liver damage. Their number is more severe. Course of infection is much greater. Okay. So basically what that paper is saying is there is a chance that the vaccinations are causing this. And most of the patients who had liver issues with COVID, it seemed to be a pre-existing condition. I just gave you two peer-reviewed studies that showed that there was no pre-existing condition. There was no other, no other explanation at all other than the Pfizer vaccines. Now, why why 
has the CDC and the WHO said that we've had a surge of these liver infections since October of last year. That's the specific month that they said, that they said, okay, we started to see a surge in these cases. What happened in October of 2021? They approved the Pfizer vaccine for 5 to 11-year-old kids. That's what they did. Go back and look. So, that is one hell of a coinkydink. So you go back here, we've got UV light therapy, proven effective at the beginning of the pandemic. Research in March of 2020. We can kill COVID with this technology. News media, experts, whatever, they're all going, can't do any of that. What happens now, two years later, you've got the experts going, wow, this is amazing technology. Why haven't we used this? Great question. Why have you ignored it for two years? When people like me, people like Just Facts Daily have been pointing it out to you for this entire time. People like Dr. Brennan continuing to develop that research, once again, being ignored by everybody. Why is that? Great question. Why did you allow so many more people to die? Then you've got this situation with liver infections. We don't know what's causing the rash of liver infections all over the world, particularly in young young kids. Well, you've got two studies from 2021 that are peer-reviewed that say that the, you do know why. And I'm not saying that that's the exclusive cause of all of them, but you've got not one but two studies and a third study that says this is certainly plausible from last year that directly tie it to the Pfizer vaccine. And it's one thing to go out there and go, well, you know, we're not really sure. One of those studies specifically said which common cold strain was causing the liver infection, and that is the exact same common cold strain that is causing the liver infection as is being reported by the CDC and the WHO right now. That's not a coincidence. How is it that something from July of 2021 not only nailed that that Pfizer vaccine would cause a liver infection, hepatitis, but they identified the exact same common cold virus that was causing that liver infection after the Pfizer vaccine back in July of 2021. How is that a coincidence? And then in December, you've got a case of it happening shortly after they started opening the vaccinations up to kids. Oh, isn't that interesting? Huh. And this is much more common right now. This is much more common. Close this, sorry. This is much more common right now for, for, for underage kids, people under the age of 18. And it only started surging right after you approved the Pfizer vaccination for 5 to 11-year-olds? Oh, how very interesting. Like I said, I mean, you have to be a willful idiot to believe that this is not connected. And this is why you have people looking at people like Bill Gates and like others who are constantly talking about we have too many people on Earth and going, hey, um, kind of interesting that they didn't allow us to take the medication that would save our lives and they didn't allow us to use like UV treatments, which we knew at the beginning of the pandemic would work to save people's lives. And it's kind of weird that they're taking, you know, infected people and putting them in senior citizen homes. How can you blame people for automatically assuming that that might be that might be intentional? I'm not saying that it is, but you certainly can't blame people for wondering if it's intentional when the same people who are telling you to go out and do this to save your life are the same ones that are telling you there's too many people. 
I mean, come on. Like I said, I'm not saying that that's happening, but you, you can't look at somebody like that and automatically dismiss them as some conspiracy theorist when you have, for two years, they ignored an effective treatment method, which they now acknowledge works. And then you go back and you go, hey, the second dose of the Pfizer vaccine in July of 2021 was identified as causing hepatitis of the liver using the ex- allowing the exact same common cold virus to to exploit the immune system as is happening now all over the world and you're claiming now that you have no idea what's causing it while subtly reminding everybody oh you need to go get your fifth and sixth jab by the way make sure you go do that i mean for crying out loud we got the pfizer the president and ceo of pfizer himself saying our vaccine doesn't work very good and it doesn't last very long But you're the crazy person. You're the nutso. They're the experts. We'll be back for the radio show today, 3 o'clock on Rumble. We only stream the radio show on Rumble and on my website. Go to rumble.com slash Casey, the host. Please hit that subscribe button. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll catch you tomorrow.